Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am so appreciative of Greg Amzinger working late, especially at this time of year. He works late into the night and gets, gets up early to talk to us. Uh, Greg Amzinger, lead anchor for MLB Network, product of St. Louis, uh, graduate of the Lindenwood University. How are you doing this morning, big boy? You know, I got up actually a bit earlier because I'm already trying to find you know connections at private golf clubs in Dallas and in Houston. So I, I, mm. I'm really trying to line it all up, man. I, I The World Series, I, I don't want to brag, but I'm just going to. The World Series ends up being a mancation for Greg Amson. <laughs> I, I don't have to do anything. I do the post-game show, which, I mean, okay, I'm reacting to the game, do highlights, whatever. It's not that hard. I'm I, I probably I should stop. It's really grueling work. It's hard. It's very difficult, and I don't have to do anything. But the game starts. So, Greg, let me stop you here. Okay, so let me stop you here. So, what you're telling me is that you are in great locations. You're getting up ten, eleven in the morning, playing the finest golf courses in the in the world, going back to your hotel room, taking a shower, putting a suit on, going whoa, and whoa, watching. Whoa, 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 slow down. Okay. Going back to my hotel and taking a nap. Okay. Now go on. <laughs> and then taking a shower, putting a suit on. Going to a baseball game and then reacting to the baseball game. Is this what you're telling me that you do? <laughs> it's tough, man. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy. Hard living. <laughs> can, we make sure, can we make sure this this part of the interview doesn't go on the podcast that lasts forever because I don't want my bosses here in this part. Okay, <laughs> okay I have uh, before we get to the playoffs. Uh, I, I heard earlier in the week that Adam Wainwright had suffered a shoulder injury during the WBC, played with a torn labrum during the season, and was really uh, he he wasn't he shouldn't have been pitching during the season. I texted with him last night. I said, "Hey, I've heard this." He said, "Yeah, this is what happened. It got worse and worse as the season went along." His l- second to last start in Baltimore his shoulder capsule blew out. So he is pitching without lubrication. His shoulder uh, joined the ball into the into the socket, completely dry, bone on bone. My question for you, Greg Amsinger, opinion. Do you think that Adam Wainwright should have been pitching? Do you appreciate an athlete that does that? Or do you say, no, he should have gone on the shelf? He deserves the right to make that call. And I got to tell you, you know, my, my dear friend Dan Plesek pitched 18 years in the big leagues. He knows pitching better than anyone I know personally. Uh, it's incredible to watch him watch pitchers every night on MLB Tonight. And the night of Adam Wainwright's 200th career victory, we have the ballpark cameras located in, in center field and in every dugout. So we can watch in between innings uh, whatever we want to see. We can zoom in on anything. So we're coming back. We're covering this story. We want Adam Wainwright to get his 200th win. And he's on the mound warming up. This is specifically in between the first and second innings. That night, he won his 200th game. And Dan Plesak goes, Greg, on the air, he goes, this is hard to watch. And I go, what, what is it? He goes, Adam Wainwright looks like a position player. 
who's warming up to pitch in a baseball game right now. And we're watching this grown man lob baseballs into the home home plate. He goes, he has nothing left. He's like, this is an injured athlete. I go, Dan, Dan, we can't really you know, act like we're doctors on live TV. We've got in trouble for that. Before. <laughs> and he's like, I'm Greg, I'm telling you right now, he should never throw another baseball at you tonight. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't get to 200 wins. This is an injured man trying to pitch. This is blood and guts tonight, Greg. This is what he says on the air. It gave me chills. And after he gets his 200 win, seven scoreless, right? Mm-hmm. We, I, I told our producers, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I think what you said was really provocative, and I want you to stand by it. So we re-aired Dan Plesak's commentary that we aired live already, but in case someone just tuned in, this is what Dan said about a guy that went seven scoreless in a Major League Baseball game against the best team in a division. And he came back on camera and goes, Greg, I'm telling you right now, I don't know anything what's going on in this, in this man's body. He's injured. You, I've seen guys warm up before. He's in pain throwing a baseball. And he should never throw another baseball again. And he was 100% right. Mm-hmm. To see Adam Wainwright do that was – St. Louis is gritty, man. We love baseball players that lay it all out there, right? We do. That is why Adam Wainwright's a legend in St. Louis. He fits the baseball obsession. 200 wins for him is, is, is going to at least 5 to 10 Cardinal games every summer for a family of eight in South St. Louis. That is the equivalent. We got to go. We got to watch these guys play. Adam Wainwright had to play. He had to give it all. And what a great way to look back. You, know, you, you look at life. I don't want to get too deep and too philosophical, but I look at my life like a car, right? By the end of my life, I don't want the transmission working. I want the tread of my tires worn off. I don't want the radio working anymore. I'm going to turn this thing in, and it's a joker. It's done. I want God to know I got every mile out of this vehicle. Adam Wainwright got every pitch out of that right shoulder. It's a beautiful thing. Well, Greg, we already got some texts coming in about this. What do you have to say to the people who say that it was selfish of him to continue? Whoa. I I mean, look, if they were in the mix for a wild card spot, I, I could see their angle. Okay. And to me, everything happens for a reason. If he, if he would have uh, called it last year, right, let's say he decided I'm going to go hang it up with Albert and Yachty, I don't get the 200 career wins, i got to be honest with you. I, I, I've been covering the Hall of Fame election announcements every year for 15 years. I don't know if he gets in. I know that in St. Louis, oh, blasphemy, no way. He's guaranteed to be in the Hall of Fame. He's a borderline Hall of Fame candidate. But to get to 200 wins, writers are going are gonna to ask themselves, how many guys are going to get to 200 wins going forward? Is this number going to look differently in 10, 15 to 20 years? So it's a big number. And it's look, these numbers matter. Clayton Kershaw is going to come back next year. Why? He's 56 <laughs> strikeouts away from 3,000. Did, did Clayton Kershaw look like a Cy Young contender in game one of the series against the Diamondbacks? He got one dude out. But no matter what is coming out of this hand at the age of 36, Clayton Kershaw is coming back to get to 3,000 strikeouts. The legends earn that right. And as baseball fans, who we all think we're smart enough to be GMs, sometimes you just got to side and blindly follow the people that know more than us. Adam Wainwright knew himself. He knew the situation in hand. Cardinals were out of it. It gave fans something to cheer about. There was nothing 
to celebrate at the end of that year. So no, it wasn't selfish. It gave us all one of our favorite memories of 2023, a year that all Cardinal fans need to go get therapy to forget. Great. No, it wasn't selfish. <laughs> Greg, you hit on let, – let's switch to the uh, playoffs. You hit on the uh, Clayton Kershaw debacle and, and the Dodgers. What did you make of that series? And, and uh, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, the starting pitchers, it just went downhill early on for those, for those guys. It's not just the Dodgers. A crazy nugget, right? The five best teams in baseball for 2023. The five best records in baseball when it combined 1-12 – in this postseason, one and twelve. What does that tell you? Now, I, it's it's kind of an inexact science, but I look at baseball as two different sports crammed into one calendar year. Right? You have the marathon version of baseball, which is 162. You need guys that can help you win 162. Then you have the sprinting form of baseball, which every pitch matters. You've got a bullpen in your way. Starting pitchers never go longer than six innings ever in a postseason game. And this is the different brand of baseball you see in October. And it's just it happened to be the case where a couple of those 100-win teams were teams that were decimated by injuries by the end of the year, didn't have a lot of experience on the roster like the Baltimore Orioles, didn't have a lot of depth like the Tampa Bay Rays, and, and here you are, or, or I'll even say the Los Angeles Dodgers. You can navigate your way through Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, breaking balls the entire bat to both guys, and they were like, you know what, J.D. Martinez and Max Muncy are going to beat me. That was the motto, and you saw Mookie and Freddie not take their walks. They went up there and they pressed. They had to do something. They, they could not walk. Corey Seager can walk five times in a game, and the Rangers can win because the Rangers have a ton of firepower after Corey Seager. But Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman can't walk five times, and the Dodgers win the game. So it was a team built with depth like the Rangers are right now compared to a team that was top-heavy with stars like the Dodgers, where Betts and Freeman had to be great, and Clayton Kershaw had to look like he was 26, not 36, and it didn't work out. Greg, what do you make of the fact that Dusty and Bochy and either Thompson or um, or Brian Snitker and then uh, Tori Lovello, they're going to be your, your final four managers standing? What, what do you make of those four? Well, every year the managerial position gets watered down in terms of its relevance in the game. And I hope we pay attention, especially the ALCS. These are two iconic old school managers. I'll just go into the, the, the pivotal game for, for the uh, um, Houston Astros. Pivotal, right, in Minnesota. Rocco Baldelli, before the game starts, has a pitch count, has an inning count, I'll put it that way. No, a batter count for his starter, Joe Ryan. What does that mean? He's only going to face the lineup two times until he gets to Jordan Alvarez. He will not face Jordan Alvarez twice. Joe Ryan, no matter what comes out of his hands, knows before the game he's essentially facing 11 batters. Hey, Joe Ryan, guess what you are today? You're an opener. You're an opener, okay? And by the way, every baseball player, they're all alpha males in their own mind. So you're just an opener now, Joe Ryan. Whereas Jose Urquidy, who doesn't have the stuff that Joe Ryan has, is told by his manager, Dusty Baker, you are on a performance watch if I like what you're doing on the mound, if I like what's coming out of your hand, I'm not going to say you're out of the game. Uh, you're in there, dude. I want to leave you in. Because he believed in the starting pitcher. This, this psychological thing called confidence somehow is injected into athletes at times. And when it is, when it is, 
That's called leadership. When you can get more out of an athlete because of the way you manage the athlete, you are truly leading. And what we've come to realize when you see these old school managers all thrive is leadership still matters in sports. We're trying to take it away. We're trying to have all the, the smart guys up in the, in, the, in the press box with the GM and the president of baseball operations. We want them to manage the game. But guess what? They're not next to the men that are playing the game. So you can't lead if you're not next to. And that is the big fracture in baseball right now. And that's why I hope the industry recognizes that leading and still matters. And if it does, if it does matter, we need more old school managers like Bochi, like Baker. Tori Lovello is one of the best managers in the sport. I said it when the Diamondbacks lost over 100 games. It wasn't his fault they were rebuilding. Who's a better option than Tori Lovello, who I interviewed last night and said he's going on a 24-hour bender and to keep our <laughs> ballpark cameras on the little pool in the outfield because he might be floating on the top of that water at 5 a.m. So I made sure we had a PA keeping eye on that pool in case Tori got a little too wild but it's a great thing to see leaders thrive in baseball again Greg is there something that the Cardinals can learn from any of these teams left standing as they approach the offseason and make a lot of big decisions here if they want to turn things around quickly is there a model with one of these teams left standing that you believe that they could follow or look to yeah absolutely look spending money actually does win every once in a while. <laughs> like that actually that actually plays out. I mean, I want to be straight up honest with you. There are industry uh, front office folks who rolled their eyes and giggled to each other over what the Texas Rangers did. When Chris Young took over, uh, John Daniels out in Arlington and a former big league pitcher, I get it, he went to Princeton, but he's still – He's still a quote-unquote jock. <laughs> giggle, giggle, tisk, tisk. They don't really know what they're doing because they played. If you played Major League Baseball, boy, are you biased. You, why are you doing this? Why are you making decisions? He goes and gets Jacob DeGrom, and then Jacob DeGrom falls apart. Then he goes and, and, and spends even more money to get a guy like Andrew Heaney, who everyone looked at and was like, what value is Andrew Heaney going to have? And why are you giving him a multi-year deal? This makes no sense at all. Then at the deadline, you go get a role as Chapman, and they're like, okay, it was a nice story in Kansas City, but he really wasn't pitching any meaningful innings. Good luck with that. Chris Young, and, and before that, he goes and brings back Bruce Bochy. And if you're a front office analytical guy, you're like, oh, oh my goodness, one of the, the, the stalwarts of our movement, the San Francisco Giants, couldn't wait for Bruce Bochy to get out of the helm as manager of the San Francisco Giants. Good luck with that, Chris Young. Oh, you're going to trade for Max Scherzer? He's busted. This isn't going to work. He's not going to help you. He's not going to motivate a turnaround to help you get into the playoffs. They have been rooting against Chris Young and the way the Rangers have done things, spending money. I, I got to be honest, as you look at the future of baseball, it was, it was a pivotal thing to watch the Baltimore Orioles enter the playoffs. They have no money invested in that roster. This is the product of losing. So, yes, Michael Elias, well done, did a good job drafting players when you're picking in the top five. That's great. You have to do that well. And he didn't miss. Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rushman, great decisions. But there is skin in the game. When you have to tell your owner, hey, let's spend $100 million on this guy. They didn't do that yet. So the Orioles will see how they manage this roster going forward. The Arizona Diamondbacks, they give $100 million to a kid that really never played in the big leagues, Corbin Carroll. That was a, that was a gutsy thing to do. And 
Corbin Carroll's worth more than $100 million. They were 100% right. So there are, there are a bunch of different ways and examples for the Cardinals to look at all these teams and go, hmm, maybe we should invest in our starting rotation and go big on free agents. Maybe we should have locked up Jordan Walker before he really had a full year in the big leagues like the Diamondbacks did with Corbin Carroll. There were ideas out there that pause with the answer. Let's pause. Well, these other teams didn't pause, and now they're playing really late into October. You probably won't see it on national TV, but you can tell us you're rooting for the Diamondbacks, aren't you? <laughs> Whoa! You're rooting for I Arizona. Love all you're rooting for Arizona. You, Ar- I love all thirty teams. Okay, Greg. Last week in October, would you rather play golf in in Arizona or in Philadelphia? There's some beautiful courses uh, in Philadelphia, and oh man, that fan base. And, and there's just something about wearing a really long coat on television and seeing your breath when you start a show because <laughs> it's really cold. There's something really beautiful in that. So if that would be the case and we go to Philadelphia, I, I am totally fine. I am totally fine. I have, I have uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with wearing a stocking cap when you tee off in the morning. It's not <laughs> yes, preferred. Not preferred, but you'll do it. But it's for the love of the game, Randy. It's for the love of the game. Okay, love it. Hey, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you soon. All right, guys. Take care. See you, Greg. Greg Amzinger, you can see him tonight on MLB Tonight on MLB Network.